This is the Totally One Podcast Record from Dr. Comics. I'm James Von Blum. And I'm Nick Rose. This is episode 50! <laughs> yeah! We are 50 episodes deep. Did you ever think we would get to 50 episodes? Oh, I knew it. We're just, we're, we're too good at this <laughs> to, to not get to I 50. I feel like this is like breezed by, but it's been a year and change since we started, I think. Been a little bit over a year. We've had a couple couple weeks where, you know, we, we had to take a break or whatnot, yeah. but it's been, we've been in there. Yeah. We're, we're in there. And we so. still have like no listener. No, I'm just kidding. We I know we have listeners. I just, uh. I just found out we my my massage therapist is a listener. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Miri Nakamura from uh, Ritual Body Therapy. Shout out to <laughs> my cousin Jordan, who always <laughs> updates me on what what episode he's listening yeah. to. And shout out to Layla in the store because ah nice yeah too. that's cool. I'm so glad. It makes it just makes me happy that people listen. Like people actually care and they actually want to hear our voices. Yeah. Our dumb voices, <laughs> like so. If uh, if you're listening, you know maybe you'll get a shout out too. So yeah. let us know. <laughs> hey, what's on your what's on your T-shirt? Okay, so this is from when I was in Japan last year. Uh, I went to a an Animate, which is this chain of stores that that um, it's like comic animation stores. Oh, that, okay. They do all kinds of goods. But they also have... Is that, like, one of those places that has, like, cells and stuff like that? Mm, no. That's more Mandarake. Uh, okay. Uh, but this place, every branch that I went to had its own pop-up section. Nice. Where they would have have a special feature. Sweet. And the day I went there, they had just opened the pop-up store for Space Patrol Luluco. <laughs> um, which I am a huge fan <laughs> that's of. That's cool. So this is Over Justice from Space Patrol Luluco. Nice. The character who, I mean, he's a... What's the sign that he's holding up? What does that say? Oh, he's saying, Taiho, which means arrest. Uh. And the, on the back, he's saying, Shakuho, which means acquittal. Because <laughs> okay. in, the, in the episode when he's introduced, Luluko brings her dad yeah. in, into the police station when he accidentally eats this thing that turns him into a block of ice. I hate and when that happens. It happens to me pretty much every week. <laughs> I turn it into a block of ice. It's it's an epidemic, <laughs> uh, and then he accidentally fall tips over and shatters, and so she wheelbarrows him in into the the police office, and she walks in and she's like, "My dad's been shattered in a block of ice," and he yells at her, "Arrest!" and slaps a pair of handcuffs on oh, her, and okay. she's like, "Wait a minute, I didn't do this," and he's like, "Acquittal!" and takes the handcuffs <laughs> away. Oh my god, over justice! Wow. So anyway, sweet. That is my T-shirt. So, so much happened this week. So, so much happened. Yeah. It's either, like, amazing or terrible things happened this week. <laughs> like, There's some kind of mess stuff in there, mixed in there, too. But, uh... Where, do you, where should we start? My God. New York Com- So, New York Comic Con was this weekend. It's still today's last day. Uh, oh, where do we start? There's so much. I think we should start with the big one. The, the I, elephant in the room? The elephant in the room. Marvel Comics teaming up with the literal villains from Iron Man 1 and Captain <laughs> America 2. A lot of criticism are basically, like, did you watch these movies? Or, like, do you know anything about the history of Iron Man? So, basically, they formed a, uh, a partnership with Northrop, Northrop Grumman. Yeah. And for people that don't know, Northrop Grumman, basically, they're... I don't know how else to put it. They're war property. War profiteers. They're they're private military contractors. Um, so if you've heard of a company called like Lockheed Martin, mm-hmm. 
which you probably have if you paid attention to the news. Right. They're the contractors that the government sent over there to do work in Iraq and all that stuff. Right. You know, they're these. It's a it's a billions upon billions of dollars industry. So so depending on your source, they make anywhere from twenty three to twenty five billion dollars a year. Um, and they're either the fifth or sixth largest military contractor in the world. And uh, interestingly enough, like I read an article from Inverse, and they say something like, oh, they don't manufacture guns per se. And I'm like, right. They don't manufacture guns, but they manufacture stealth bombers. Attack drones. Uh, yes, they, t- t- they, they manufacture drones that are, are nuclear, have capabilities of nuclear pay- payloads. What else? They make missiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't make guns, but they make really, really, really big guns. So basically, and and drone strikes are one of the biggest, like, pro- I, I would say, problems right now. So basically, they manufacture the weapons that are terrorizing other countries on a daily basis right now. And the government routinely un- underreports the damage done from these drones. I mean, that, yeah. that, that was a big thing with uh, Chelsea Manning. Uh, oh with, yeah, with, right. You know, because she was actually reporting the real details that the government wasn't, mm-hmm. and got arrested for it. Well, well, thank God she was acquitted. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. So this is the kind so, of character that Marvel so Comics recruited. This I cannot think of like a more tone deaf partnership that they could go into. Basically, if you think about it this way, that's by proxy. It's it means like. Disney is in in bed with like war profiteers, you know? like, yep. And I don't I don't remember the article. It might have been like CBR, but basically they were like, "How could you if this partnership went through? How could you possibly trust the characters that are supposed to protect you from these threats in the world?" You know? Yeah, it's it's the antithesis of of everything these characters stand for. I mean, that was the central conflict in the second Captain America movie. Yeah. The shield shows him all this, or was it Captain America? Yeah, it was Captain yeah, yeah. America too. He yeah, goes Winter and, Soldier. Yeah, he goes and sees the, this this underground operation with these and, like massively armed uh, helicarriers, and he's like, "No, this is not okay." And then you know the conflict breaks out. You know that's a big part of of Tony Stark's character. He realizes that Stark Industries is supplying arms to all these countries, and he's like, "No, this isn't." Cool. North Northrop Grumman is the real life like Stark Industries. Yeah, if Tony Stark didn't have a conscience, I- exactly. To top it off, the first project that they announced was an all ages <laughs> title. So it was like an Avengers title teaming teaming up with Northrop Grumman's Elite Nexus or Engine. Which is like a group of. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's not a to group laugh at of. This. It's a group of young. <laughs> oh man, I can't. Oh god, I can't. Oh. It's like this is so disgusting. It's a group of young military contractors. Like I don't know how to, else to put it. Like, yeah, it's it's it, it was designed as a from all for all intents and purposes. It's designed as it's a, a propaganda piece. To recruit kids into believing, hey, the military-industrial complex is a-ok. Let, let me, let me, like, let me just like straighten something out. I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I am in support of the troops. I have plenty of people that are like in the military that I support. I think they do good jobs with they good do do good work with like helping people get through school and stuff like that. I am not in support of the way our government uses the troops. 
I mean, this is a tricky subject because, and I don't, I don't mean to like politicize this, but I, that's just how I feel about it. If you really dig deep into the U.S.'s history in the Middle East throughout right. the entire this, this never-ending conflict that we're never going to get out of, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of the U.S. is and U.S. soldiers have committed a lot of war crimes well, over there. I mean, basically, the oh, let's and not. The, the, I don't this, wanna, this isn't gonna, and th that's an overgeneralization. I don't. I, let's let's not get into this. I don't yeah. want to. It's too. This is too much. It's, because I I I have you know I have extended family have, who have served in the military right. and did tours over there, and he is an upstanding guy and not. I mean, I my of these, you know my cousin shirts. was in the navy. My my aunt was a marine. You know so. I mean, I have ties to the military, you know, but I just, I have very strong feelings about it. And I just, let's not, I don't want to, okay, let's right. not get into it. But as far as this is concerned, in terms of indoctrinating. I, I, I just think America's, it's, it's, it's horrendous. This yeah. is horrendous. And especially in the wake of, of what happened in Las Vegas. I, you know? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Well, so, okay. So one of the things that happened was. They um, they decide to pull their panel for Punisher because of what happened in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, good on them. And then they announced that the, this partnership with Northrop, Northrop Grumman, bad on them. The the good news is that Marvel has put out a statement and Joe Quesada has put out a statement that they're not going forward with the partnership. Yeah. Because there was such public outcry. But I can't understand how they didn't think... That there wasn't going to be like a negative outcry against this. Well, I it just it just shows that. <laughs> sorry to cut cut you off, but it just shows you like how out of touch their marketing and PR department is. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret here. That's not so much of a secret these days. Marvel, the the people in charge of this deal uh -huh. probably weren't really looking at the outcry right. or the public reaction right. as a result of this deal. They were looking at all the zeros on the check. Right. That they got from, from Northrop. And, oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I, I've hammered this point many times on this podcast right. and on Twitter that Marvel's current strategy is make that cash, don't care about <laughs> Make that else. money. And if there wasn't a blatant representation of that mentality before this, this is your proof that Marvel does not care about its fans. It does not care about the comics. It's number I, one I, priority is money, right? But I don't. It's I, I don't think it's it's totally out of line with like their storylines, their characters. I don't. I can't imagine that there's many creators that support this partnership. I you know I, I've seen I saw a lot of creators on Twitter quoting tweets about this and saying like, look, here's proof of here's some more proof of why I will never work at Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. And some writers came out as strongly as they could against this saying right. look i'm working to to show that the characters i'm working on have high moral standards mm -hmm. and that's really all and i it, can say and it really it really under undermines that sentiment i'm glad they're not going forward to it, it i found like i found the the announcement to be like very distasteful and just completely out of touch with reality with re the reality that we live in or yeah. the reality that their characters live in. It's just, yes, yes. I, you good know, point. That's they, a totally good point. It's just like... They may have well just made Doctor Doom the mascot for this <laughs> for this partnership because that's what was going on. I mean, even Doctor Doom would have you, you, like, you said it right. It's like it's like if Tony Stark didn't have a consciousness. They, they've made themselves like 
literal comic vil- book villains, you know? Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, I don't know. And as a result of this, there's been a lot of calls to boycott Marvel Comics again. Right. Which, to an extent, well, I, I was I, I was going to drop all the titles until I heard the announcement, oh, we're not going through the, with the, pun- the, uh, the partnership, but it does make me pause for a second. In this case, a boycott doesn't make sense uh-huh. because this isn't tied to their main books. It, right. it, it was going to be kind it, of a it's side a, promotional. It's a thing. one shot, or a, I don't know. And well, we don't we don't know because it's we we'll never know we'll never know what they were what they were what they were planning. But and, besides the one comic that they announced, you know. Yeah, and I, I don't know if dogpiling on Joe Quesada is entirely fair in this in this situation because this was a result of Marvel special projects. And how much oversight Quesada has over that? Probably very little actually, to be honest. But the the fact that it went through and got approved mm-hmm. to this point, I, I mean, he could have stepped in at some point and said, "Hey there, you guys, this maybe isn't a good idea." They, they need to fire their marketing team. Uh, hands down uh, th- there needs to be a round of of layoffs because this is not this is like strike three in like major pr blunders they've had this year with secret empire which joe quesada did have a direct secret input. empire the the legacy like there was the whole uh the panel that they had which ended up with like uh, like uh you know gender slurs and like people complaining about like you know, Thor being a woman and Captain America being black and blah, blah, blah. And, like, come on. Marvel is in a very precarious position. And it's really bad. It's really terrible. Well, it's caused retailers to be very fearful about the, the future of the industry. Uh-huh. Because, like it or not, a healthy Marvel in DC is important to the comics industry. That kind of That can't be understated, you know, because it's like... Because pe- fans want to read stories about Spider-Man and Batman and they all do. that stuff. Well, no, but but beyond that, like, think about, like, what is driving the film industry right now. Yeah. Like, th- literally, like, what is it? It's like superhero films, right? And, and it's a big part of that. And, you know, whether or not we've reached the state of fatigue is yet to be seen, but... That's that's irrelevant. Because yeah. those, those films, like, are still making billions of dollars, you know? But the fact that both of these companies are so ready to play games with their characters uh-huh. instead of putting storytelling first and putting creative output first is a big part of you the know, problem. You know what I, I when I was, I was talking to Jen, my girlfriend, yesterday about this, and I, I, I thought, you know how much power they would have, how much benefit they could have if they, instead of having this partnership with Northrop Grumman, if they had a partnership with like NASA or some other a group that like basically promoted like created comics to promote like STEM with like women and people of color, like how much of an impact that would have, you know? Well, Marvel did have a variant month where you know they had STEM var- variant covers, uh-huh. but no, but th- their, their, their whole their whole claim gesture. their whole claim was that oh we wanted to have this partnership to promote science and STEM with with young people, and I'm like. No, that is not. That is obviously not what's happening. Please, like, so we're gonna promote STEM with like people that are literally creating machines to kill people. And the fact that 
this is part of their non-existent kids line. Right. And yet they have all these properties that would benefit from a kids line. Right. Like Star Wars, which they let go to IDW. <laughs> it's 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 just mind-boggling how. I don't know if they, they. We don't know if they let go or not. I, I think it's like it's obviously like they're licensing the material from Disney. Well, Marvel has first right of refusal on that stuff because uh-huh. it, it's you know Star Wars is owned by Disney, right. who owns Marvel. Right. So. The fact that it's at IDW to begin with means Marvel I, had to refuse that option that's, in the first that's place. That's true, but I'm saying they Marvel has had a long, they've had a long partnership with IDW. It's it's a very informal par- partnership, especially right? It's with basically like, like a handshake partnership with with IDW. But IDW but, has put out like those gorgeous. Uh, the large format books. Oh, the, the artist editions? Mm-hmm, artist editions. And also, they, they've done a lot of archival work for Marvel and That's DC true. in terms of the newspaper strip stuff. Right. But beyond that, the fact that, that Marvel would let go one of their key right. license, the Star key Wars, IPs. which she could capitalize on so much. And these comics, I, I, it's, it's almost good that Marvel let it go because IDW is doing a tremendous job with it so far. Well, you know how I feel about IDW. Yeah. <laughs> They're it, one of my favorite publishers. Issue 2 of Star Wars Adventures was all ladies of Star Wars. Ah, that's so good. 100%. IDW is the home of robots, man. They're the yeah. home of ro- the the home of Transformers, so I'm 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 all I'm down with IDW. But the fact that that Marvel neglects doing doing material for kids to this extent yeah. and then turns around and says hey arms dealer stuff hey okay <laughs> star wars boo oh. like it, it just goes to show how little they understand the I industry. said before it's just it's just dist- distasteful so and you know the level of power that they have over young readers you know readers that's wanna... but that's my point that's why they should make a book that promotes stem for for women and, and young people of color you know and bring in creators that are part of those communities. Yeah. Like taking Bendis off of Miles Morales Spider-Man. Hmm, what, what a thought. I would be okay with that. I don't so, I don't dislike Bendis, but I would be okay with that. He's done some pretty awful stuff with with Miles Morales. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't been keeping up on the book, so I don't I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so that happened with Marvel. Let's talk about the runway runaways. Well, that's Marvel Cinematic News. It is, it is. It's so late, which is like, uh, by the way, they have like very little to do with each other. So, but uh, what do you, what do you think about the Runaways? To me, it's um, it's like Riverdale meets the Mutants. Yeah, I I like the look of the show, but the fact that they're going for like a more mature audience mm-hmm. type type of approach to it, I'm not into that at all. I mean, that's kind of the same as River, Riverdale, right? Yeah, but the comic itself was aimed at like. Kind of a, a teen, teen, yeah, teen audiences, yeah. And the fact that they're going for for that mature edge to it, mm-hmm. I I am not on board for that. I'm just excited that they're bringing in uh, Nika Medora. Yeah, no, it's it's Runaways has a great cast, and get ready, this is a rare example of me pra- praising Brian K. Vaughn, but <laughs> he did a great job on that series and in, in establishing a tone and and diversity, great great it, diversity for the cast. Like it's one of the few examples where I will go to bat for different. His, his uh, work. I'm I'm just happy that it's like different body types actually. Oh yeah, for definitely. the characters. And I hope they don't care. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the 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 girl with the dinosaur. 
Um, oh, Devil Girl? No. I, I can't remember her name, but I really hope they don't go the route of killing her like they did in the comics. Oh, okay. Because that happens, and a lot that turned off a lot of fans. Let's not do that. Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, from what I've seen, it looks good. It's going to be a Hulu show. I don't know. You Ooh, know? <laughs> I don't like Hulu, but... Yeah. That's, that's, a, pers- different, that's that, a different issue. That has nothing to do with the show. Yeah, that's personal bias <laughs> more than anything. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, it looks good. I hope it. I hope the turnout for it is good. I'm excited. Viewership, so it's, uh, we'll, we'll coming see. out on November 21st, so yeah. not that long from now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of Hulu original content. So no, nah, me neither. I, it's it's been a while since I've subscribed to Hulu, so I don't know. Uh, so it, might, it might get me to come back. I don't know. I doubt it will for me. But <laughs> what it, uh, what else do you want to talk about? What other like I, I've got a bunch of things on deck that we could talk, could, could talk about from New York Comic Con. Like, DC announced action their plans for Action Comics one thousand. Yes, yeah, I saw that. I can't believe it's actually here. I I was talking about this when I first started working yeah. in the store and dreaming about what an Action Comics one thousand would look Tony, like. Tony Tony Daniels is going to do a bunch of um uh, uh covers for Action Comics one thousand as well as a bunch of other books. Mm, okay, well I'm not super into that, but yeah. you know I I really hope that DC just just makes this book the best thing ever and have you heard any of the details about action comics 1000 i've heard that they're bringing dan jurgens and, and yeah some, a couple other old school guys in to do work on it i think paul levitz is involved uh-huh. as well yeah um but i haven't heard much else beyond that. yeah uh but that that's, that'll bring me back for at least one issue <laughs> I, i'll get that hands yeah. down because it's something i've waited for for 20 years now <laughs> yeah so it's gonna come coming out next uh, March. Is it March? Yeah. yeah okay. Because they're still double shipping all their books. Oh so. right, that's right. Oh right. Thanks for yeah. the reminder. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, and anything. Uh, Detective Comics uh, 1000 is gonna be sometime in like July or August, I think. Oh, that's cool. I I just I really hope that they they do it like 80 page giant style. That would be sweet. Where they have they have a bunch of individual non-continuity right. stories. Yeah, it should be like an anthology. They throw in some they throw in some reprints, they mm-hmm. throw in some I think know, they are. I think they are. They That's... just make this I, I I you know, make it even if it's ten dollars, uh-huh. make just cram as much value yeah. into that comic. I don't know if I'd as buy possible. it for ten bucks, but uh Well I mean if it was eighty pages. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine sure right, exactly. That's probably what the price it's gonna be like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. But if it's 80 pages, mm-hmm. that would be so cool, you know? Yeah. Just let just get a bunch of different creators in there. I'm let into them it. have fun with Superman yeah. for at least one issue. Pay homage to DC's history. Yeah, totally. And I hope they do the same thing for Detective Comics as well cuz DC's namesake. <laughs> right. Did you mean Detective Comics, Detective Comics? Detective Comics uh, DC is Detective Comics Comics. <laughs> yes, it is. So I'm excited for that. We'll see what happens. Uh, so they're going to be doing more. Well, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not too into it. Like they're doing more legacy renumbering, which also Marvel is also doing. Who cares? But they're getting. Yeah, I'm not like I'm. I don't think numbering is important. I don't know how you feel about it, but like I I think consistent numbering is important. <laughs> but renumbering constantly, going back to number one all the time. It's just confusing. No, I mean, but like going, for instance, they're gonna renumber like Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, 
as long as they stick to it in the long run, mm-hmm. as long as they don't go back and renumber. No, they. But you you know they are because they're they're re- they're going for. So this is going to be the anniversary issues. Flash yeah. is going to be. It's going to be the seven hundred seven hundred issue of Flash. Batman's going to be eight hundred. Superman's going to be eight hundred. Uh, Wonder Woman is going to hit its seven hundred seven hundredth issue. You know. You know, I, I'm okay with that, but what I'm saying is that just keep to stick to that numbering for the foreseeable future. If, if they stick to it, it's okay. But I just don't think I don't think those high numbers are that important. I don't think they have any. They don't. They don't have the same meaning they did like back in the day. You know. I I disagree. You I think, think so. I think it shows that you know it shows the legacy behind these titles. And yeah, uh, the the counter argument I don't, to that I is I don't I don't I'm not saying get rid of the legacy. I'm saying the numbering itself doesn't matter. I, I I like I said, I disagree. I think picking up Action Comics 980 whatever uh-huh. is really cool because you're like, man, this has been running for but 900 you issues. You don't think it turns off like newer readers? That's the that's the other side of the argument, the fact that you, you know, your first issue is issue 980 something. Yeah. It never is, turned me off, but I don't. I don't care. I just want to like read about the care. I just want to read about Batman. You know, like I. I, I always thought because when I started when I started my Superman collection, Action Comics and Detective Comics were my absolute. No matter who the creative team is, yeah. hang in their books yeah. because of the legacy behind them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get that going into a book in the you know above five hundreds is kind of it's intimidating tough. for new readers yeah. because well what happened to 400 issues before that <laughs> yeah right and the fact- well the, the, I think that in the the um, the misconception is that you need to have read all 400 issues before right right and that's and that you know is intimidating and you know we do our best to tell people it, it doesn't matter just jump in there just but jump in because they'll pick it up eventually I think that if the renumbering coincides with a move towards less continuity driven stories and just letting creators tell a story, just get like in six or seven out. like issue story arcs. Yeah. And then get in, get yeah. out and then move on to the next story. Well, that would be fine. I would be okay with that. I think if that was, th- that was part of the, the drive towards this renumbering, then I'm in. I, I you know? think I could be wrong, but I think that's the thinking behind, um, uh, Marvel renumbering their books. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Because I know they're re- they're also renumber. I know they're renumbering. Sorry, I know they're renumbering. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So Captain I don't know. America is in there. Avengers oh yeah, Cap- already, right. That's Avengers right. already happened. Venom already happened. Did it? Iron oh, Fist already okay. happened. Because yeah. I know, like Captain America, like they're it's their move to try and redeem that character. Because I'm like, good luck. Well, it's Wade and Samney, and they did oh, okay, uh, they that's... did that Daredevil run. That sure. is that that deserves to be okay. in the in the Hall of Fame. I'm not for, like down with Mark Wade right now, but uh, I don't know what happened with him recently. But you know, his uh, as far as his work is concerned, uh-huh. you know, his Daredevil run was outstanding. Yeah, on point. Yeah. And you know I'll go to bat for him for uh, for his work. Okay. On a lot of other stuff. Okay. But all right. As far as his outside stuff, I know he is a mischief maker, and sometimes <laughs> I agree with him, and sometimes I don't. So. I fall within the same category, I guess. I know he he quit Twitter for good. Uh huh. And I don't know the reasoning behind that, and I don't really care to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's, it's it's not important. Yeah. 
But uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with Captain America because that character has some serious Ugh. baggage these days. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that enough. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, re relaunch of uh, Vertigo, or or Maybe soft relaunch of Vertigo. Basically, the the the, uh, the redheaded stepchild of DC, aka DC, saying, "Oh wait a minute, Vertigo still still puts uh, books out." And you know, okay, I, I want to bring Young Animal up into this mm-hmm. because Young Animal is, is ostensibly Vertigo. Vertigo, right, under a different name. Yeah, but it's also not DC. But now there's going to be crossovers with DC characters in Young Animal titles. There already is. So like, yeah, I, I just I don't understand what the purpose. So Young, of Young Animals Animal is, is anymore. basically within the DC continuity, I guess. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense where Young Animals places within DC's lineup anymore. Uh-huh. Like it, it didn't make sense to me to begin with. And it makes even less sense now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand that. And that's a tangent, but I think they should just call it Vertigo they Young should. Animal. And that, would, that would make more sense. Because Vertigo... I, I would be, that's a good idea. I, I, that would make more sense to me. Vertigo came out of DC Comics to begin with. Right. I mean, Sandman, Hellblazer, Swamp Thing. Swamp, all, yeah. all those titles were DC Comics mm-hmm. to start. And then they realized, DC realized, well, maybe we need to have a separate line right. to house those books. Yeah. And you know, uh, Doom Patrol too. I would, yeah, yeah, Doom Patrol, all, all different titles. And yeah. I'm sure I'm I'm skimming over a ton of stuff. But mm-hmm. Shade the Changing Man. Yeah, you know all that stuff. And those were D- those were established DC characters right. to begin with, not Sandman. So not much. Sandman. Different Sandman. But um, <laughs> depends on which Sandman you're talking Sandman about. Sandman Mystery Theater. That's the the original Golden Age DC <laughs> yeah, Sandman. Oh, right. Anyway, but we're it, talking about Neil Gaiman Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. I think they should just rebrand it Vertigo Young Animal and, I'd be and down with that. pump some life into it. So I don't know what they announced with this new Vertigo. So it's going to be re- relaunching in August next year. Um, Mark Doyle is heading up the, the relaunch, um, which I, I, I'm, I'm totally for because Mark Doyle you know, created books like uh, 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 Gotham Academy, Gotham okay. After Dark. Um, he was the editor of of those books. Yes. Okay. All right. He was he oversaw the relaunch of of Batgirl. You know, uh, he's he's the one that like really got them to like kind of rethink some of these characters. You know, and like and get in some like fresh titles in there. You know. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as as long as Vertigo is an expression of where the industry is headed now, because that, mm-hmm. that's what it was back in the late eighties, early nineties. Right. It was kind of a, it was a, a reaction to where readership was headed. It was it was the image of its time. Uh, I wouldn't go that. I mean, far. it was it was the place. I'm I'm saying it was the place for like creator owned books. Yes, that's true. Um, but image early image. <laughs> okay, right. But I'm I'm not comparing it to that. That's okay. not what I'm talking right, about. Right. I'm talking about like image now is like the place for creator owned books. You know, like right. Well, I, I think Vertigo definitely does need a rebranding, and the mm-hmm. fact that they lost their they lost the 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 women who created you know who made it a thing and who fostered all these amazing Shelley titles. Bond and Karen Karen Berger. Yeah, they it, they need it needs help, and DC right. needs to stop neglecting it. And that's you know DC neglecting Vertigo and just letting these fantastic editors go uh-huh. is the reason we're you know we are where we are with Vertigo. So right. 
I, I just I hope they give it the I the attention it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's see what else they're going to be relaunching. Uh, Milestone. Which yes, I'm excited about. I'm more excited about that than any other announcement from DC. And this yeah. is this is a long. This has been in the works for a long yes, time. Yes, yes, it has. Um, it's going to be headed up by uh, Reginald Hudlin. Yes. Um, they're they're bringing back Static Shock. They're bringing back uh, Earth M. Duo is a new book. I think who's oh Duo is being written by somebody I was really excited about. I know Greg Pack is involved. In, yes. In, oh, uh, that's right. Yes, Greg Pack is okay. writing Duo. Okay. Thank there you. you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, yes, perfect. So I don't. I'm. I mean, I don't know who's writing uh, Static Shock, but I can't wait for that. I think Reginald Hudlin is going to write Static Shock. Is and he? To his credit, his Black Panther run is dynamite oh really it's really good. i haven't read it he had a pretty he followed uh christopher priest on mm, on wow. um on black panther okay um and he brought a lot to the table i mean he's a fantastic writer yeah so i i it's milestone is a much needed yeah corner of dc that well like you know see, this is the this drives home this is the opposite of what what marvel is doing is that Milestone is like the home of like diverse characters. Yeah. And the fact that Static Shock is one of their most popular characters. Yeah. And we get asked about Static Shock comics all the time. You know, his cartoon, which his cartoons, which yeah. I've heard one of them was good and the other was kind of so so. But yeah. But, you know, it drove a lot of new fans towards that character. And then when they wanted to read right. about him, we were <clears> like, well, uh, we have uh, <laughs> this one book. And they, they canceled, like, Static Shock when they did the new 52 relaunch, which was stupid. Yeah, and, th- I mean, there's a lot of blunders with the early new 52, right. you know, because they, um, they brought back Zombie as well, which right. is another Milestone character. Right. So, the fact well, that... that... So, I think Duo is going to be, like, in the Zombie universe, I okay. think. Yeah. I just I hope that they they let these creators tell their own stories. They just let Milestone Comics be its own thing. And if it crosses over with DC characters, fine. Do not tie it to continuity. Right. Just let the stories right. unfold organically. Uh, so this is also going to be involving uh, Derek Dingle and Dennis Cohen. I don't. Um, Dennis Cohen. Oh, uh, Dennis Cohen. Yeah. So I don't. Do you know anything about them? I don't really. No, I'm not familiar with them. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the fact that Greg Pak is going to be writing. So, it's like Milestone, should we, I don't know, for people that don't know, Milestone is basically the baby of, um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on his name? You are, too. I see that in your eyes. This we're the, we're the worst. He wrote Justice League. What's his name? Anyway, he created Static Shock. Oh, we're terrible. Sorry. Anyway, let me, let me keep talking because, um, I just, I mean, I'm just excited because, like I said, this is a home of diversity. Um, I hope you see that more. Dwayne McDuffie. Thank you. Dwayne McDuffie. Why couldn't I remember that? Sorry, Dwayne McDuffie. You're amazing. Sorry. Rest in peace. But, uh, you know, I hope that we're going to see, you know, more black characters, more Latino characters, more um, Asian characters, you know, like. I just uh, that's that's the that's what it symbolizes. That's what milestone symbolizes to me. Yeah, is that characters pe- people of color. So and that, I, that was Dwayne McDuffie's mission from the outset, right? And he succeeded. You yeah. Know? And I also like I heard there was a panel like actually, uh, uh, Gail Simone was tweeting up that there was a panel there about um, 
why we need why and how to create um, uh, uh, characters with disabilities. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh my god, we really need more of that. And I'm like really sad that I couldn't make that panel, you know? Yeah. So I don't know any of the details about it. I, I did see. I think you mentioned something about it on Twitter. Uh huh. So I did see that much, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's an important aspect, and I know that that uh, Oracle, you know, was a huge right. character for a lot of people because, uh, you know, she represented a very underrepresented well, group. A, a character that was in a wheelchair that was still kicking butt, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's like that's really important to me. I've had like, I've had friends that are in wheelchairs. My, I mean, my mother was born without arms, you know. So I've I've had disability in in my life my, my in my entire life you know i just think it's really important it's important to show that people can have disabilities and still be superheroes yeah you know people that are basically differently abled you know yeah it's a disability doesn't mean that you're unable to do things exactly it just means your perspective is different it, yeah exactly exactly even more than the announcement about Virgo, which I was like, eh, that's kind of a throwaway announcement. But the announcement that they're bringing back Milestone is, is, is really important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, big time, big time fan of that. So yeah. kudos to DC for finally getting the ball rolling on that. And I hope this is a move towards a better future with DC. It's like, would you, would you or would you not agree that it's basically, oh, my God, we're at 42 minutes. Would you or would you not agree that it is basically the polar opposite of, of what Marvel is doing. I think DC, as far as being in tune with what's happening in the industry, DC is closer. It has their ear closer to the ground, uh -huh. whether or not it may not, it may seem like they are. Yeah. They are really actively listening to, to fans about what they want and where their comics should do, be. Do going. you think it's in response to what Marvel is doing? I, I think that's an aspect They, they must it. be aware, right? Obviously. They're, they're absolutely aware. And yeah. I, I think that's a part of it. But really, and I, I mean this I, I mean this legitimately, they are listening to con retailer concerns. Uh -huh. They are listening to fan concerns. And, you know, whether the, the response time between when they hear those concerns and when they actually take action on it, yeah, it's not the greatest. They are, they are kind of slow in getting the, the ball rolling with that. But you, you got to figure that I, I give them a little slack because they are like it's with these large corporations like Warner Brothers and Disney. It's like the response time is not going to be as fast as like a dark horse or an image or something like that. Or, right. The DC is listening and they mm -hmm. are aware and mm -hmm. they are making strides to improve their lineup. I mean, that was what Rebirth was all about. Right. They listen to fan concerns. They listen to retailer concerns. And this was their effort to say, okay, we need to fix what we're doing yeah. and make and make our comics something that people love again, mm -hmm. and and that people you know that we can cater to new fans and existing fans yeah. at the same time. So yes, I, I I don't think it's in direct response to Marvel. Yeah. I think that's a big component of it, but it really is listening to you know to the people who are actually reading their comics and who are selling their comics. Yeah. So. DC doesn't get enough credit uh, credit where that's concerned. Yeah. Um, so I think they do deserve a little credit credit in that regard. By the way, speaking of, like I've mentioned it on the show before, but I have really enjoyed uh, uh, James Tinian's and Eddie Barrow's uh, uh, run on Detective Comics. Yeah. We, I mean, it's really like uh, they're really 
deal they're they're using characters that are really have been really neglected and underserved like Cassandra Kane and Tim Drake and uh, Stephanie Brown you know like Batwoman you know these characters that have been totally pushed to the side you know totally no I I, I think that there's a lot of comics kind of I don't know if they're on the radar or not, but uh-huh. you know, Super Sons is another yes. example. You know, yeah. it's that comic feels more like classic DC uh-huh. than anything I've read for them in the last six or seven years. And I think it's important that they're moving in that direction. I mean, New Superman as well. Yeah. It's that that's a huge stride towards doing something that that is more in line with the tone of, of the industry and the fandom yeah. right now. So well, as an Asian man, I was like, oh my God, there's going to be an Asian Superman. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it's fantastic. Yay. I, you know, I, I haven't been super into it because the, the artwork has been kind of, you know, I, yeah. but I, I, it's something that I do want to I know you're not a big fan of uh, the artwork. So. Yeah. Bo- uh, John Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. I think it's okay. It's yeah. fine. It's but, ser- serviceable. It's fine. But, you know, it, it's, I, it's, that, that's evidence that they really are taking strides yeah. to to change their rhetoric and change their output to you know to address fan concerns so you know unlike marvel where they openly admitted their diversity was just a marketing scheme oh. dc is doing this because they want to be true to to the fans of their comics so yeah i i, I think they they deserve credit for that yeah um, so I mean I can't believe we're already at like forty almost forty six seven minutes. Like, do you want to just talk about? I mean, we're gonna we're actually gonna record back to back. So we're gonna do episode fifty and we're gonna do fifty one next. But um, I think we should just keep the ball rolling. Let's uh, let's close this show out and we'll we'll get on to like fifty one. So uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Like, uh, no. Let's just close this one out and okay. get into the next one. So. so, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at I am Von Blum and Instagram. You can find me at SPD four six four nine, or in, you can and you can follow the store at Doctor Comics Mister Games D R M R across the social media spectrum. This podcast is on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash totally dash and, and iTunes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So you can uh, you can subscribe, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Make sure to re- leave a review. That really helps us out. And, and if um, you want to talk about this podcast, use the hashtag Totally Whelmed. You can find us on social media at Whelmed Pod pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Right? On Facebook and Twitter and uh, no Instagram, though. You know, I don't know maybe. why you'd want an Instagram for us anyway. So. <laughs> I don't know. Never Instagram. Do you, do you want to really see our like ugly faces? Like, <laughs> No. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> All right, so we'll close this out and uh, we'll come be, come right back for episode fifty one. <laughs> yep, thanks. Read some comics.